is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Humphrey Widow Sees. This is a podcast where friends and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is my friend Jackie. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Christina? Pretty good. I am very glad that it is the weekend because uh, I am... I am approaching the point at which I need to just stop doing things with my brain for the day. But I'm good enough to get through this recording, which will be good. I'm glad for you, but also time is an illusion, so. Okay, we didn't come here to waver in for existential dread (laughs) (laughs) and mind freaks. We're here to talk about original characters. (laughs) You mean your original character isn't a mind freak? I mean, mine isn't as yours. Oh, shit, let me pull out. No, he's not. I don't have a character for today, so... <laughs> but who is your character for today, Jackie? Uh, today we'll be talking about my D&D character, uh, Iliad. Yes! My good, good, not morally good boy. Yeah, well, we can talk about that. <laughs> uh, before I... Well, actually, no. It It has been a clip... Since I think I had anyone on the show to talk about a specifically D&D character. So, is Iliad from a campaign that is done or is still ongoing? It is currently still ongoing. Okay. So, since this is, I'm assuming, a campaign that is not publicized on a podcast. It is not. (laughs) Would you be willing to give us a little bit of setup for what kind of situation or world Iliad comes from. Of course. Um, I don't know if there's a specific name for the world in which we play our D&D game. I'm sure it's just like whatever 5th edition has, uh, that's your world. Um, yeah, like, like Faerun or uh, the world from Fallen Gods, Greyspire, Greyhawk? Uh, yeah. I should know more of these. I've been reading the D&D art book, but I don't. <laughs> it's okay. It kind of just goes in one ear and out the other. You're just like, uh-huh, fantasy name. Got it. Yeah. That's how a lot of but, D&D stuff goes. Um, yeah. But yeah, just from the generic worlds, I know that my DM has a lot of um, inspiration from Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls games. So Ooh, nice, yeah. nice. So like our main campaign uh, that we just finished up was actually kind of all mostly based on Skyrim and some of their characters. So if names sound familiar, that would be why. (laughs) You know what? That's valid. It's probably the, it's probably the least buggy that any iteration of Skyrim has ever been. (laughs) And even then, yikes. Yeah. (laughs) But it still wins my heart. My favorite game. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Skyrim. (laughs) No, we're not. Actually, I don't think I've had a Skyrim original character on here before that could be interesting i'm sure that someone would probably love to talk about them i'll I'll worry about that later because today we're talking about iliad and not this future potential oc (laughs) (laughs) like i said low brain power today i apologize (laughs) that's fine because i'm also just as brain dead it's okay so uh this world is it would you say that it's more like straight up fantasy are there like other kind of like elements in it 
or I, I would say it's pretty much a hundred percent fantasy you know with the fantasy magic and stuff like that we don't have mm-hmm. any integration of technology or anything it's all just straight up uh magic weapons no punishment for crime yeah yeah law enforcement isn't it <laughs> it's true and until um it's convenient for our characters and then that's when rules become a thing yeah sounds fair um would you rather start talking about like iliad like how he was created and like his backstory or like what other kind of like setup do you want to do before we get into like the meat of the episode uh we can we can go through how he was created because it's i don't know if it's interesting but it's an unusual way for me to have created a character go for it um we started this D game about two years ago um, mm-hmm. after not having played D&D, this group of mine, for about eight years. Maybe oh, wow. even, yeah, maybe even more. It was something that we did in high school, and then something just happened, and then we all kind of got back together afterwards, and we decided to play a D&D game. And mm-hmm. Iliad came from kind of a, a joke that we had back in the day, where mm-hmm. we all kind of just played um, ourselves as D&D characters, yeah, and baby's I, first OC, that's mm-hmm. legit. And my character was just Jackie the Dragonborn. And nice. Yeah. And as I played this character, obviously you level up and you get stuff like that. And I was joking with a DM who had been my DM forever ago. And I was like, oh, I'll just bring Jackie back. And he was like, oh, ha, ha, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, okay, good joke. And then I come to our, <laughs> and then I come to our first D&D session and he's already made me a minifig of a Dragonborn. <laughs> so I said, "Okay, I guess I have to be a dragonborn. Probably shouldn't name it Jackie this time, though." Yeah. So you didn't go with the J name, though. No, I decided. What well, What we like to do whenever me and my fun- friends play RPGs is we'll look around the room and see what kind of words we can find, and we'll somehow like jumble them up to be a name. And my yeah. co- my cousin just had the book Iliad on her shelf, so I'm like, his name is Iliad. You know what? It's a good name for, like, a D&D character. Yes. He he loves his name. Good. <laughs> so, good. Strong. Strong name. Strong man. And then I just always went with, like, a fighter because I think playing fighters is really easy. And this mm-hmm. is, this was the first time I'd ever played, um, five, fifth, sorry, fifth edition. Five Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, let's go with something I know, which is hitting things. Mm-hmm. And that is how my baby boy fighter was born. Nice, nice. He's a good boy. What color of Dragonborn is Iliad? He is, um, like, he's a lightning Dragonborn, so he's, like, electric blue. He has okay. red eyes because, you know, evil. And, <laughs> and okay. he's just strong, big. Yeah, blue. And I think, I think that's, like, the only difference that you have to make whenever it comes to Building a dragonborn is the color. They're just like, oh, what Pretty color much, do you yeah. want? Color, breath, weapon. Yeah, I was just like, we don't want a boring color. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I asked about color because I actually, for for a few sessions, played a uh, played a gold dragonborn fighter before that campaign fell to pieces, like so many of them do. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. We all know that struggle. Yes. 
It is a struggle of a role player in the modern day. Yes, especially but, as an adult. Yes. But yeah, so, Iliad, what's his backstory? Um, he has what is my number one key favorite uh, trope, which is tragic. Because um, if you know me, I'm all about tragic and angst, so... Mm. <laughs> I mean, you're also about, like, like snake aesthetic and, like flowers yeah but this is writing stuff being super cute but yes writing i will allow that you are you are big into angst i like crying wait no you like making people cry yeah let's say i said that uh (laughs) (laughs) but yes he was a tragic boy uh his life started out pretty pretty good because he was just um he lived in this dragonborn tribe he came out Um, and what I had my backstory being was his tribe didn't have a lot of like the, I think it's chromatic. Yeah. Chromatic dragons. They think Mm -hmm. of them chromatic dragons as kind of not more important, but they think of them as more powerful. Mm -hmm. And he kind of just started his life just kind of like higher than everyone else because of that and who he was born to. And he went into the whole fighting career and was just really good at it. And he became yeah. kind of like the captain of their teeny tiny vagabond army. Um, yeah. And then he took his, as soon as he became an adult at like around 15, 17 years old. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because they grow fast. Um, mm-hmm. He was married off to another tribe's like most powerful uh, wizard. And they had a baby together. Uh, his his. Okay, I am now concerned about the Jackie tragedies. Yeah, so uh, his his wife for like a month, her name was Hera, and they had a child together, and his name was Odyssey. Okay. And in like D and D lore, whenever a dragonborn has like a child. The gender of the child um, depends on what parent kind of raises it. So since Odyssey was a male, I, I don't know. I was just going by the book. <laughs> okay. I just, I haven't ever heard this before. So yeah. I'm curious to look more up about it afterward. <laughs> yeah. So he, he took Odyssey under his wing and then kind of trained him to just follow in his footsteps. So Odyssey became a fighter as well. But Odyssey was a bronze dragon, just normal strength, normal stuff. Iliad's never known normal. Everything thrown at him has just always been, like, hard and strong and, you know, whatever. So whenever it came time for Odyssey to go through his adult trials, Iliad set the standard for what it should have been. And it was way too hard. So after a day or so had passed and Odyssey did not come back... Iliad went into the forest and found his son dead in a clearing. Yikes. Yeah. So after that, he kind of just be- went on like, I wouldn't say go- went on a rampage, but he was not the same person that he was in the beginning. And I feel like that's when his alignment really changed to chaotic evil. Okay. And then that's, yeah, he just went off on his own. Uh, a lot of time had passed, I think 10 years before the D&D campaign actually started. So 10 years of just him being all by himself, blaming himself for his son's death and just being a chaotic monster. 
So he's got to be in what, like his forties, like midlife for a dragonborn. Yeah, he's he's I think like forty two. Okay. Yeah, so he's I think the oldest besides the elves because elves don't count. Uh, he's yeah, like the oldest in their party. <laughs> Speaking as someone who's currently playing an elf, elves don't count. <laughs> yeah, I think Iliad is the only non NPC like is the only player player character that's not like an immortal. So, yeah. <laughs> He's the old man, but also the baby? Yeah. The life experience old man, but the chronological baby. Yes. It's a weird middle ground. Okay. Okay. So, um, before I forget, um, with, before I forget, is this, like, is Iliad from, like, an evil campaign no, or... he's just, he's just, that's just his, um, I decided after all the stuff he's done and how I like to play fighters, I'm just like, there's no way he's like any kind of good. So he's going to, he has to be chaotic evil. There's literally no other way. Okay. Now that might be his alignment, but what kind of, has he done what you would consider to be like good deeds? I mean, he's, I don't think he goes out of his way to do good deeds. It's just like, if someone has a job that needs to be done, and he just happens to save somebody, or that's the job, like, that's the good stuff he does. But he doesn't go out and like, I'm going to go save this maiden all on my own. He's like, no, where's, where's the money that comes with this? So, so more collateral good deeds. Yes. More if, 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 if they if they happen, fine. If not, he's not going to be seeking them out. Yes, he's, unfortunately, since he's been with this group, he's kind of dragged along into doing good deeds, so, like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. No, I'm kidding. Is that something that, like, depending on how, obviously, since it's still ongoing, how depending on the, how the rest of the campaign goes, like, he might shift to, like, chaotic neutral? Um, or do you think he's pretty, like, set in chaotic evil? I think he might go someday into chaotic neutral just because, spoiler alert, uh, where we are now is kind of, like, way past the big main campaign that we've done. And he's mellowed out and he's gotten happier, so he might go into the neutral, but I feel like sometimes he might just go back to being a, what my friends call a murder hobo. Okay. Okay. You know what? That is, a. Uh... That is definitely a character that you can play. <laughs> That's um, So, what kind of uh, what kind of interactions would you say that like how has that and like his backstory affected like play with the other characters, the other player characters specifically? Um, some of the characters in which. Um, like we play with and stuff are also kind of on the either like neutral or just kind of like you know they're they're not good but they're not evil and um, I think that's kind of mellowed him out and it's also just kind of made him realize like oh maybe I should not do this and they just I wouldn't say a lot of them get along well but they do kind of get along there's certain ones where Iliad has no no patience for yeah and it doesn't help that in the beginning of the campaign, I wanted to make it as difficult as possible. I made Iliad really only know, um, like, Dragonborn, the Dragonborn, like, Draconic, and yeah. a little bit of common. That's all he knew. So whenever anyone yeah. wanted to talk to him in common, he's like, sorry, uh, no. 
He also has a very thick Russian accent, so there's that too. Good, good, good. I support accents. I support character voices. Yes. So most of the time to others, he just goes, rah, 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 rah. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) He has translators. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Is it kind of like a situation where they're, they're like, this group is good coworkers, but they wouldn't necessarily be friends outside of work? In the beginning, it was kind of like that. It was, um, our group was handpicked by like the main guy to go ahead and go on this mission. So in the beginning, we were just coworkers who were kind of stuck together because that was part of the mission. And then along the way, it just, you know, it took so long and they had to go through so much stuff together that most of them did become friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, there's still the ones who are just like, oh my God, please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have, I think we all either have, if you think you haven't ever played with someone like that, then you're probably that person. (laughs) I am, I am not excluding myself from that rule. Yeah. No, he can be like that sometimes. It's just like, why are we with this guy? As, uh, at one point during one of our missions, everyone was talking too long and Iliad is very impatient. So he's like, I'm starting this mission by myself. Goodbye. Yeah. Like the yeah. the way in which the way in which the campaign worked is um we had the main bad guy whose name was Sheo Gorath, which is a character from Skyrim. And Yeah, I was gonna say that name sounds familiar. And there was these seven worlds that we have to go into to go and break crystals of sin. And okay. it's just there were seven of them and it just takes so long because you have to go in and time is different in the dream world, which is what we called it. Um yeah. where it's it's longer inside the dream world than it is outside. And he's just like so impatient. And there was one time we got out of a world that took us a literal dream year to complete. And then we left and he's like, I'm not, no, we had to get through these as quick as possible. Cause I'm done with this. So they were, yeah. so they were bickering and arguing and he's like, I'm, I'm done. So he took out his earplugs, went to sleep and everyone's like, what? <laughs> and they had to move a 700 pound dragonborn man to a cot as he's just having an adventure in the dream world by himself oh wow yeah they weren't happy with me but i thought it was pretty interesting no that that is definitely like a uh that is definitely a good thing to do with a character like obviously like i don't i i do not advocate like antagonizing your fellow players but like being able to have like like conflicts in between the different characters is interesting especially if it's done with like the understanding like between like the players that like i'm not doing this just to like just to be silly or weird or whatever like i'm doing this because this is true to my character yes and thankfully me and Iliad share um the trait of impatience so whenever they just continue to argue i'm just like i'm so done i'm i'm moving this campaign forward thank you goodbye yeah you know what? Like that's that is a that is a totally acceptable thing to do in gameplay. Yes, and I'm that person. <laughs> so, um, before I forget, what does Iliad's character sheet kind of look like? Um, so when it comes to Iliad's character sheet, um, I think they're level twelve or thirteen. I never write it down because I'm I'm not the Christina character that writes everything down. 
Yeah, you know what? I will uh, I will accept that. I've tried. I just can't. I physically cannot do it. Yeah. So when it comes to Iliad, uh, his strength, he is very strong. He's maxed out strength. He's actually gotten a couple items to make him stronger and beefier. So what are we talking, like 23 strength? Um, 20 strength and then um, like when it comes to a certain weapon that he has, which is um, when it comes to like if you were to compare it to the Adventure Zone balance is like a raging poisoning sort of doom. Okay, okay. He has a hammer that he enchanted for like 5,000 gold that does 14 to attack and 14 to damage. Wow. Yeah, so... <laughs> wow. I bet it's worth it, though. Oh, it is. Um, In one of our most recent campaigns, Iliad actually almost single-handedly killed a Beholder. That had been beefed up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is like... That, I I hope someday to do that much damage. <laughs> My DM was so mad. He had been hyping. He had made like a special map for us. He had made... I don't think he made... No, he did. He, he 3D printed out a Beholder. And he was just like, okay, guys, here's the map. And I'm like, okay, two turns, he's dead. That's like 267 damage. Bye. (laughs) And your DM's just sitting there just like fuming quietly. Like, he, yeah, like he's not one of those people who gets mad, but he was just like, I, what do do I do now? This was the session. This has been five minutes. What are we doing now? (laughs) Oh, wow. That wow, that is just that is incredible. I'm just gonna I don't wanna put it on my audio, but know that I am clapping for you. We're doing the air clap or the golf clap, just Yes. Yes, I think it was like my one and only proud moment of this boy because he's that's all he has is strength and beauty and everything else. He's very dumb. So Yeah. So also high charisma but low intelligence and low wisdom and low acrobatics yeah. or low dex, I guess. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know what I'm about. I'm about you dumb, know, big, dumb, thick voice. I respect your brand, Jackie. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. So does that mean that then you and, by extension, Illy had have had to, like, rely on your fellow players and stuff to take care of literally anything requiring a dex check or an intelligence check or a wisdom check? I feel like we don't have, like, a lot of... We don't have a lot of intelligence checks thrown at us, I feel. Uh, and if we do, I'm just like, Adam, that's a cool rock. Yeah. But um, I feel like most of the time, it's usually what's thrown at Iliad is wisdom saves. And that's never gone good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's usually just been like, spelled, be spelled to do something he doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Has that been, like, the majority of it? Or was it, like, oh, hey, like, you just you just critically failed this insight check. This guy's definitely not the big bad of the campaign. Um, I don't think so. Iliad was actually the one to figure out who was the big bad of the campaign. Oh, nice. Yeah, which um, I feel like the DM was also not uh, ready for. <laughs> because mm-hmm. um, the, the main guy who put the whole group together. What is his name? I cannot remember for the life of me. 
um, whatever. He has some kind of like D and D ish name. He brought us together. <clears throat> and then he was talking about the main bad guy, Sheo Gorath. And then he was talking about himself, about how he doesn't really like feel any super emotions of like envy and stuff like that. And I had, I was literally frozen in my seat. Like, wait a minute. You, when was the last time you felt anger or lust or anything? And then the DM's eyes just really widened. And then we figured out that he had made the big bad. And I'm like, ah, oh, wow. Oh, gosh, that that is just so good. I love those moments when, like, everything just, like, clicks. Which Iliad, so Iliad has never had one of those moments, and I don't think he ever will again. Yeah. You know what, that's okay, that's okay. Now, since y'all are, like, 12th or 13th level, does Iliad have any, like, cool armor or stuff? The the way that some of our items worked is the items that we got in the dream world weren't as they were separate. Like we can't take anything that was in the dream world to the real world, except for people in a certain kind of way. But like you can't bring physical yeah. items. And okay. I feel like his good armor was stuck in there. But then since we were getting paid ridiculous amount, just kind of got his armor. So his armor class is at like a twenty one. Oh wow! And he has these boots, which are actual D and D boots. Um, and I can't remember what they're called, but they give you a boost in AC, they give you another attack, and they also up your speed. Boots of haste? I think that's what they're called, yes. Okay, that sounds familiar. So with the boots on, he has a 22 AC, and I'm just like, come hit me! Nice, nice. So that's his thing, is getting hit, if you can, and being and able to hit. Cool. You know what? Like, every campaign needs at least one physical fighter. Yes. We have Iliad, who's the fighter, and then we have my friend Susie's character, who's the barbarian. You know what? Sure, I guess I can see <laughs> Susie playing a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, you don't, but she is, and she's also a very, very good, stupid girl because they're almost. Yeah. They're literally, I feel, like the opposite gender of each other. She's strong. And also stupid and charismatic. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I can see Susie playing a barbarian in the same way that that I could see Melissa playing a rogue. <laughs> Which is like, you absolutely do not expect it, and then they are exceedingly good at it. It's great. And they also didn't get along for the very first part of the campaign, so that was pretty fun. Yeah. How did they, like, how did they kind of come to an agreement then? Did they, like, literally have to fight it out? I don't they didn't physically fight it like each to against each other but just all of the bad guys that they came across and you know killed and were competitive about like I beat up this guy I did this blah blah blah, kind of made them kind of friends like they're fighting friends but they're not like Mm -hmm. let's go sit in the corner and paint our nails and drink and talk about what's been going on in our lives yeah so they're like Legolas and Gimli friends Yes, and I feel like that's well canonical Legolas and Gimli, not fanned where they are married, (laughs) essentially. Married, there's some uh, lemons out there, some smut. Nope, I do not said that my way. (laughs) Uh, I feel like that's the way that most of me and Susie's characters go, just because we're best friends in real life. We somehow always play, like, each other's enemies, no matter what, (laughs) so. Yeah. 
I don't know why but we're just good at it. It's like whenever we want to argue, we just do it through our characters. Mm-hmm. You like that that's something that is so fun about like doing role-playing games in general is like the fact that when you're playing a game with someone that like you actually like have a pretty good relationship with that then you know you can take the more like the more dramatic or antagonistic roles towards each other and that hopefully it it won't actually like affect your friendship (laughs) yeah like it's nice playing with people that you've known for so long because you know how to play off of each other you can put something down and then they can just immediately know exactly what you're talking about or what you need and they'll do it Mm -hmm. which is good for the story and also if you're just like a podcast an actual play podcast that works really well for your podcast which we're not but oh yeah oh yeah i mean like god i've listened to a lot of podcasts like in particular uh gem jammer and fallen gods hashtag yes. non-spawn hashtag friend promo uh hashtag go watch it i mean hashtag listen, go listen yeah. to it yes um but both of them feature players who have known each other for i think mac and Andy have known each other for what like at least 10 years at this point I yeah remember. whenever but, they were babies yeah and i mean like one of the players in gem jammer is kit's mom <laughs> so it's like Having that kind, and even, like, in Fallen Gods, like, they've all known each other for at least, like, three years at this point, probably longer, which is just, it, it, it helps a whole lot because there, I mean, like, there are times when you're recording stuff or whatever, and it's a lot easier to be able to, like, portray accurate and realistic, like, relationships, regardless of whether they're positive or negative or antagonistic or whatever, if you've known that person for a while, because like, then you can, you know, like you said, like you can play off them more. Yeah. It just, it works really well. And not to say like, don't go and play with strangers because they can also yeah, no, bring I mean, like, stuff like, to the table. Definitely go play with strangers because that's <laughs> how you make long-term playing friends. Listen, but... don't, don't play like physically play with strangers, but play an RPG with strangers. Yeah, 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 yeah. RPGs with strangers. You, y'all knew what I meant. <laughs> don't take candy from strangers. We still no, follow please. that rule. No, please don't. Keep each other safe. Don't do that. This has been a PSA. Yeah, PSA from Wayward. <laughs> uh, so what are some of your favorite things that have happened with Iliad outside of, like, the, hey, I'm gonna just go into the dream world while y'all are sitting here and arguing? <laughs> um, I feel like... One of my favorite moments was I got, as I was leaving our, one of our sessions, I got a text from the DM, you know, on a, it was just me and him. And he was like, Hey, can you remind me, not remind me, but he said it like this. Hey, can you remind me what Harold looks like and what she does and what she's about? And I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I was just like, oh man, because we were in a very like difficult situation where we were up against some people. I'm like, if he comes and brings Hera as, in as a bad guy, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, but thankfully she was not. She was an ally, and I was just like, okay, phew, good. So good. it was nice. It was nice to meet up with her again, and she's still part of our party. And it was just kind oh, of like, nice. it was still, it was like really surreal. It's just like, oh wow, this is my ex-wife who I had a child with and you know they've been grieving for 10 years so like yeah and she had been stuck in this 
like dream world for a while now had been I think maybe like a year or two actually maybe I don't know okay okay she was there for a while so she was older than him in the dream world and she was just like oh my I did I don't remember you being this beautiful uh and Wait, then, he was saying that or she was? No, she she was saying that because he's so okay. charismatic. We just yeah. We just always put charis, uh, charisma into books. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, oh, if I have a 16 in charisma, he's beautiful. Yeah. So um, they left the dream world with her, and then it was kind of just like flirting between them. And by between them, I mean Hera trying really hard, but Iliad being an absolute idiot and not getting yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag so on he was, brand. <laughs> yep. So he was just like, oh, yeah. If she's paying him a compliment, he's like, I know. Thank you. I'm just shaking my head a whole lot at this absolute <laughs> dummy dragonborn. He is so stupid. Until the one day he finally got it because she was just like, I want to try again. I want to have another baby. And he's like, oh, I still got it. <laughs> and? And? How'd they- that go? Well, it didn't happen very quickly. It was still after that. He was kind of just bragging about the fact that, you know, she's hey, still Hey, my to ex-wife tr- is still interested in me. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, can you believe it? I know I'm beautiful, but can you believe it? Yeah. So that kind of happened. And then there was kind of a, a drawback in which one of the worlds that they went into. I can't remember which one it was, but he was kind of faced with his son's death again. Yeah, and one of the char- one of the choices that I made it for his character is that he kind of just went into such a rage whenever it kind of happened is he forgot what his son looked like, so he for ten oh Jackie <laughs> so for ten years he didn't remember what his child looked like and then coming face to face kind of like with a um the mirror in Harry Potter where you see what you want most and yeah the seeing- mirror Vera said. Yes, like Iliad seeing him, Hera, and then their son. And he's like, Yeah, that's the first time I've seen my son's face in 10 years. So he kind of wow. drew, yeah, he kind of drew back into himself, and it was difficult to get him out of that shell until they had to go kill the bad guy. But now that they've kind of settled and finished their whole quest with that, uh, him and Hera just hooked up. Nice. <laughs> and they have an egg. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, that's where they are right now, relationship-wise. Cool. I uh, I wish them the best. I wish them many long years of successful child raising. Yeah, me too. Until <laughs> until the recent sessions when we've actually been fooled into the Feywilds. And depending oh. depending on the role that you make whenever you leave, it could be no time has passed, a couple months have passed, or decades have passed. So... Oh, gosh. Yeah. Iliad was trying to have a happy ending, and he can't get it. I I just, I mean, true true to the source material, Jackie. <laughs> but it wasn't true me this time. Iliad. It was the DM this time. Um, I just had the thought of what, like, what would happen if, like, if, like, the egg was taken into the Feywild and then, like, hatched and was, like, you know, a dragonborn- but also like the like the fairy painted dragons from Neopets. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is technically a bronze slash blue dragonborn baby, but also they're just kind of iridescent the whole time. Yes, and then they they don't grow up really big. They're just like teeny tiny until they reach like level fifty, 
And then it's just like, ah, oh, boom, dragon. Oh, that, that would be really cool. Until they're forgotten on the website and then you never see your baby again. Yeah, well, that, that happens when you forget your login. Yeah. So yeah, he can't, he can't win. I mean, I'm sure that he will at some point. Cause we'll we'll see. Yeah. Unfortunately, he doesn't have that much time left. Dragonborn don't live that long. I mean, he's he's forty. As long as decades don't pass, like like knock on wood, like as long as decades don't pass, he'll be fine. Yeah, we're really we're really hoping we're gonna get our worst dice because the lower you roll, the better. It's if I think if you roll like a one through a thirteen, it's only like let's say a month or two, but anything, it's like a uh, a 14 and up is really bad. So we're just like, let's get our worst dice, the one that we always put in jail and roll it. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my, my, in my campaign, we, we ended up spending five days in the Feywild by mistake because everyone else wanted to go get drunk with some satyrs at like a satyr frat party. And then we came out in five days and passed, and my character was the only one who was like, well, my character was the one who was the most vocally upset that we'd lost five days. Yeah. Like, it's awful. Iliad hates wasted time. Ever since that, ever since that one dream world where he was there for a dream year, he's just done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he just wants to live his life. Yeah. So, beside from the Beholder, what has been your favorite, like, fight that you've done with Iliad one of I think like the best the best and kind of worst fights that we've done is our DM was kind of just sick and tired of our characters just completely uh ruining everything (laughs) yeah completely messing up his stuff that he threw at us I don't know if you know them two purple worms he he put he sicked two purple worms on you guys. Yeah, he sicked two purple wow. two purple worms on us. Uh, they weren't, I think, a hundred percent up to par because we would have literally died in a hit. But um, it so they took were like us baby purple worms. <laughs> no, 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 they were real purple worms. I think it was just, oh. it was just that they were missing some kind of like feature that would have just ripped us of our HP. Yeah. Like, that's the closest Iliad has ever come to death. He didn't go unconscious because he had healers around, but him and another mm-hmm. character, actually a cleric, were very, very close to dying multiple times. Yikes. So it was interesting to still try to, like, take the hits, but also, ow, these hits actually hurt. Yeah. And then um, another interesting fight was at the very end of Sheogorath's reign, we had to fight versions of ourselves. Yeah. And um, they weren't as monstrous as they could have been because we kind of gave up something to make them less powerful. Except for Susie. Susie didn't want to give up anything. So she had to fight a monstrous yeah. version of herself. Which is... If oh, you, Susie. Yeah. If you've ever had to beat up a barbarian, depending on who's fighting it, it's very hard. Because if they go into a rage, they are immune to almost... Or resistant to almost literally everything. Yeah. And then there, it was just hard. And Iliad was upset he didn't get to hit Paisley, which is Susie's character, once at all. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, 
some uh, a friend who doesn't play with us but is always there on the campaigns was in charge of the Shadow Iliad and didn't know the fighter character very well. So yeah. So I think he hit. He, he hit Iliad once when he could have maybe tried to hit him like three times and I'm like haha jokes on you Iliad can hit three times take an action, action surge yeah take an action surge that hit you three more times boom and he was like dang it <laughs> that is like that is a really cool concept that I am definitely not going to mention to anyone who is running a game that I'm in <laughs> yeah don't do it because it was I mean, it, it was hard when you're going up against yourself. Yeah. I I, I definitely could see that. It, it was fun, though. I thought it was a very interesting concept. It is, especially because then it's like you get to see how, how like, someone else would play your character. Like, like would, would someone else be using different, like, spells? Would they be taking different attack, like, tactics or whatever? Yeah, and it's just like you've you know your character so well if you've never played that character type before if you don't even know the the character sheet you're kind of screwed yeah i was just like oh you may know my hp and my armor class but you don't know all the things that come with it yeah you don't have enough time to sit there and absorb this character sheet and understand it fully yeah unless you've played like the 20 sessions that we have uh it's not gonna happen Mm-hmm. Like I even forget some of the stuff that I have. I'm like, ah, crap. Yeah, I relate to that. It's just so much stuff. Like, here, here's my <laughs> physical. Like, here's I don't know if you can see that very. Like, this is a sheet of just like all of the things that he has, and then the stuff yeah. that he can do. That's not even on my character sheet. Like, uh. yeah. So yeah, I forget about a lot of things. <laughs> I made myself a separate, like, loot table so I could keep track of, like, hey, like, these are just, like, the cool trinkets that we picked up along the way, or, like, yes. the, the stuff that has item descriptions that are too long for my actual character sheet. <laughs> yes! Like, oh my god, how many descriptions does this item need? Mm-hmm. So, uh, has Iliad made it into anything else that you've, like, done? Has he been in, like, anything that you've written or, like, other games that you've run? Um, we haven't really played any other D&D com- campaigns. We have mm-hmm. one in the making right now, but we've only played one session and we're, like, level two. So he yeah. hasn't really gotten to be in anything. It's just, um, he himself is kind of, like, a cameo of my very first Dragonborn character. So, yeah. like, he is the cameo. And I've tried to write stuff for him before, but I'm just like, ugh, I can't. The angst, it's not it's not with me today. Yeah. But uh, I, I do love throwing characters into other things. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to the Star Wars RPGs that I've played before, we've played, like, three or four of them. Yeah, Star Wars. Hey. Uh, <laughs> like, maybe I'll throw one of my characters into the campaign that I run for you. But whenever we play Star Wars campaigns, I'm always just like, okay, what's the timeline? What characters can still be alive right now that we can jump in here and do? No, yeah. okay. Everyone gets mad. They're just like, stop trying to inter- like intertwine our galaxies. I'm like, no! Stop trying to make an extended universe in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm just like, they may be old, but they're still there and we can interact with them, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I respect that very heavily. Love it. I love doing it. 
So maybe he will make it in there one day. Maybe in the campaign that we're playing now for D&D, I'll ask my DM, be like, can, uh, can Ilian maybe like walk by or something like that? Maybe carrying his new child. Aww. That'd be so fun. <laughs> Depending, who knows. Yeah. Depending on the context. Yes. Okay. I, uh, I real life just heard my stomach rumble. <laughs> so, uh, do you have anything else that you wanted to add before we go into the final question? No, I think we've solidified my dumb idiot boy and how good he is. Mm-hmm. So, in that case, then, your final question for the evening slash recording is, <laughs> why do you love Iliad so much? I think I love Iliad just because he... Not as character-wise, but just he gives me a reason to hang out with my friends. Like, we all try very hard, even though there's, like, seven of us. We, we try so hard. Yeah, seven. <laughs> Cheers to that, man. Yeah. That's how big my party is, too, in real life. <laughs> yeah. We, we just try so hard to get together and play the games, and we try not to make it, like, let's not make it another eight years before we play again. So yeah. I, I like the fact that he as a character you know brings all of us together and that we can still interact and be friends and that our friendship can grow because some of the some of the people that i played with i haven't seen in that seven to eight years that we haven't played yeah so it, it was just like a good thing to bring everybody back together and like remember the good times that we had mm-hmm. that's really good i try <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Jackie, for coming on Wayward, especially because you were talking about Iliad, who was a good boy. He's a very good boy. Thank you for having me, Christina. You are welcome. You are always welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, where would you like to be found on the internet? Anything you want to promote? Um, I don't do anything besides work and go home and sleep, but you can find me on Twitter at Jackie Moreau. Uh, I'm sure you can find it through Christina's friend list if you can't spell it. Um, I mean, I'm also going to be putting it in, like, the description for the episode. That, too. You can find it in the description down below. Please uh, like and subscribe this video. Share it with your friends. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, That's where you can find me. Uh, I think that's the only place I want to be found because no one needs to know anything else about my dark internet past. I mean, I would say, like, oh, like, I feel like you have a Tumblr, but then I'm also, like, Tumblr is just a continually burning trash pile, so. Yes, Tumblr is a trash pile, and you don't need to see some of the likes that I have on there. It's not safe for work. <laughs> That's okay. That's what Tumblr's for. Well, it was until of December yeah. 17th, 2018. R.I.P.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Rip it. The Home for Rayward OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, and Stitcher. And probably other places too, depending on where your aggregate uh, pulls from. Our theme song is Violet by Poppington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email me at waveredocpod at gmail.com. And I do currently have uh, a good list of guests set up. Uh, So thank you to everyone who has sent in stuff. Uh, So I'm not currently accepting guests for the immediate future. 
Uh, you're more than welcome to email me and get on the waiting list, but I cannot promise anything. Uh, however, I am always taking submissions of podcast promos, because if you're listening to this episode, uh, you know that at the end I have been doing, like, friend promos for other podcasts. So if you know, uh, if you are on one, or if you know one that might be interested in getting a free ad spot on Wayward, uh, feel free to email it to me or contact me at the Wayward Twitter, and we can talk about getting on the show. And of course, uh, this is a podcast. Please uh, subscribe and rate us on the listening platform of your choice. Uh, maybe even leave a review if you can do that there, uh, because that helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Hum for Your Weirdoses, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. And then we have the closing music, bah, bah, except it's not like that in real time, unfortunately. <laughs> also, if no one if no one leaves any rating or reviews, Iliad will come into their home and beat them up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Janine. And I'm Locke. And we have a question for you. What is your favorite Pokemon? Over on our new podcast, My Favorite Pokemon, we sit down with you just to ask... Well, who your favorite Pokemon is. And we also talk about some other things, such as... Well, why you like your Pokemon, along with what kind of nicknames that you would like to give them, and also, what would you do with your Pokemon if they were actually here with us in real life? You can subscribe to us on Twitter at my favorite Pokemon, and that is Pokemon spelled P K M N. So subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.